Hey everybody, uh, this is Drew here, just kind of want to give you all a bit of a heads up. This is like the most explicit episode we've ever released so far, because it involves Albert Fish, and if you know anything about him, he was just a terrible, terrible, gross man. <laughs> and uh, we had to read a couple of letters he wrote, word for word, which were his kind of confessions over some of the things he had done, but they were pretty important to the episode in the case, so... After we took, you know, a few weeks of scrubbing ourselves clean from this, uh, we're now able to share it with you. But I uh, just want to give a quick heads up, and we hope you enjoy episode 12, Albert Fish. How's it going tonight, Drew? Pretty good. Pretty good, Dustin. You ready to get this over with? <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's time to open the gates of hell that is Albert Fish. Yeah. Um, I don't, uh, yeah, this is pretty terrible. I don't like him at all. Yeah, I mean, as we ended on the last one, this man ate children. Yeah. And you really don't like the cases about kids. Not to say that I like the ones about kids. <laughs> oh, yeah, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I uh, think we're ready to start this one. We've been trying to get started for a little while. Yeah, it's been about four hours now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> I wish people could see our, like, ritual of recording. Just a bunch of food and talking shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just talking about jack shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, we've been, as, as we've known, or as I've stated before, I'm a huge fan of last podcast on Lyft, and Dustin has been converted. <laughs> I've listened to... About seven episodes, seven or eight episodes in the last seven or eight days. <laughs> yeah. I've been kind of, kind of going off on, on that little journey with them for a little yeah. while. And then they have a very good Albert Fish epi- three part episode. Yeah, it's very good. Um, it's funny. I like it. <laughs> yeah, we we were referencing a Henry Zabrowski classic, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, we're we're gonna go on our own journey of Albert Fish. Yeah. So. Uh, Ham and eggs! Yeah. <laughs> I ham and eggs. Uh, Hamilton Howard Fish. Uh, he was born May 19th, 1870 in Washington, D.C. Um, he was also known as Ham and Eggs by his dad. You know, his dad yeah. gave him that nickname of Ham and Eggs. Hated the nickname. Yeah. Um, the Gray Man. Uh, the Wolf of... <laughs> the, the Werewolf of Wisteria. Yeah, the Werewolf of Wisteria. Uh, what was some other ones? I got him right here. The Brooklyn Vampire. The Moon Maniac, and simply the Boogeyman. Yeah. Um, the Boogeyman was pretty creepy, but uh, this is kind of something that I'm not going to dive too much into later on, so I wanted to go ahead and get out of the way now. Like the werewolf of Wisteria and all that, you know, like yeah. stuff that we have to do with that. Um, his son said that, you know, late, you know, after, obviously after his son's born and yeah. all this stuff, um, he would get like this wild look in his eye when like the moon oh, was like yeah. shining full and stuff like that. And he would, like, demand, like, raw meat. Yeah, he'd make all the kids eat it, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I know that he had his son, Albert Jr., mm-hmm. do it. I didn't know. I didn't know. Well, I don't know how many, like, I don't know what the age range, because he had six kids. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know how many of them were living with him at the time. Yeah, so I don't know. But it seemed like that's just what they would eat for dinner on those nights when he would demand it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we're all having raw steak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one can use the stove. <laughs> do you like yours bloody or bloody? Yeah. <laughs> bloody. That's the only two options we have here, son. Yeah. But, um, um, they said it, you know, his rel, you know, relative family was very successful. What he, what he was kin to, he was kin to like one of the, was 
um, was it Grant or was it like was it like actually like Alexander Hamilton and they named him Hamilton after that or something? I'm, I, I I thought it was Ulysses uh, S. Grant or something. Like that. Yeah, I'm not sure, but because uh, he was born in Washington <clears throat> D.C., yeah. he had you know political famous family. Yeah, as far as his like immediate family, uh, they were all crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I have a list here somewhere of like I I don't know if I actually wrote down who all uh, was in it, but well, his mother she had like these weird hallucinations. Um, his brother was confined to a mental hospital. His sister was diagnosed with mental application. I don't <laughs> yeah, really know. I didn't get too much. Of, I didn't get too much of the story on that one. There's a lot of like old timey name. Like as we get into it, like they have lists of what were like fetishes, and they talk about like homosexuality being a fetish at this time, whereas yeah. now it's not considered. Yeah. You know. But um, yeah. So it's just it's like accepted. It's kind of just like. Your, your brain doesn't work. <laughs> it's like what they're... Yeah, so maybe his sister was listening. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. Uncle suffered from ma- mania. Yeah, he's just like... Just just, he's crazy. crazy. Just like batshit <laughs> crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, his uncle gave him the nickname Stick in the Mud. <laughs> is what I, I heard. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of weird, but... Yeah. He was like five years old, so I, mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know how he could be that much of a party pooper. Yeah. But I thought this was weird. Okay, because he didn't like the ham and eggs name and stuff. So he changed his name. He was, he was a teenager by the time he changed his name. Yeah, but he insisted on being called Albert, which was like the name of like his dead brother. Yeah. So it was just like, that's kind of weird already. How'd he die? Ham and eggs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi, ham, Hi, ham and eggs. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, they uh, this guy is pretty terrible. Um, before we get too far into the crazy-ass Albert... Yeah, Albert Fish ham and eggs. I don't think there was ever not a crazy ass <laughs> yeah. ham and eggs. Um, let's see. His dad, his father was seventy-five years old whenever he was born. His mom was forty-three. Um, <laughs> yeah. His dad was a riverboat captain until the, the day, day he, he died. died. Yeah. <laughs> he died working yeah. like a heart attack. Yeah. He died of a heart attack <laughs> on October sixteenth, eighteen seventy-five. Uh, Albert was five years old. They said, like, the only memory he had of him was, like, what did he look like and yeah. his nickname or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the nickname he gave him. Um, yeah, he didn't have a lot of memories of him. And then, after he passed away, the mother couldn't, since she couldn't support the kids. Yeah, so she was forced She was forced to go back to work. So. Yeah, so he wound up in an orphanage uh-huh. where a lot of shit started to go bad for old Hamilton. Yeah, um, he stated that there was, he would... See the, I guess, like the counselors or whatever you want to call them, the head honchos of the orphanage, like they would beat the, they would beat the boys and what have you while they would like recite religious, you know, scripture from the Bible and stuff like that. Basically over like sins of the flesh. I think that's what what it was. Um, And he stated, I saw so many boys whipped, it took a root in my head. So I mean, I'm just like, ah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He was there until he was 20 or almost 20. Well, he got out. When he was nine. Are you sure? Yeah. I said, it, I, I, I read it was 1880. Well, his, 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 his mom came back and got him when he was nine. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Uh, I, I read the wrong thing. Because now he, because when he was nine, his mom came back and got him. And then when he was 12, <coughs> he had that relationship with okay. the telegraph yeah, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That makes sense. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Um, But... <laughs> I have wrote down 1880, so uh, 
<laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know why it's a check. Check the notes, Crab yeah. It's like <laughs> this Albert Fish, the twenty-year-old orphan. <laughs> you gonna whip the boys again? <laughs> <laughs> so, but he she had a government job whenever she came back and got it. Yeah, and, but he had um, he's <laughs> I just like think of him in like schoolboy uniform looking like the dude from ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> like, Billy Madison. <laughs> sitting around like with a bunch of little kids yeah. in the orphanage. His pants go up to his calf Wait, muscle. Waiting for his mom to come back to get him. <laughs> As a full grown, has that full grown mustache. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, but he would talk about watching the boys like they would have them strip their pants off. And all so, their clothes off yeah. so that the boys could that they could all see their wounds. Yeah, and so it was like he began to like the pain. So this is where <laughs> this is where that gets embedded in his head. Where oh yeah, I like it. And and then the religious stuff comes in later as he becomes even more. Yeah. Um. But you know he got back, but the damage was kind of already done. He yeah. he had a story he liked to talk about where he said he like seen the boys like put like set this like horse's tail on fire. Yeah. And <laughs> if you can, if you ever watch the movie The Gray Man, yeah, like the 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 whole like just well you can watch the trailer the quote is in there like the yeah. last when he's talking about the horse and the man of passion like, yeah that's in the trailer I mean that that's I think from the horse's mouth actually yeah because so. <laughs> I read the like synopsis of the movie on IMDb and um, I think that's how it starts out with him like talking about it and like reading the quote yeah. like the actor playing it but that's from his like I guess jailhouse confession movie yeah he, and I mean this man wrote. We'll get into it. He wrote a lot of letters through the span of his life. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess back then it was, like, normal for, like, matrimonial services yeah. and, like, the newspaper and yeah. what have you. It's just like, I am lady from Russia. <laughs> Need husband. Yeah. And, th- like, this is, like, during the Great Depression. So, I mean, there's not really many men, like, yeah, I'll take a wife. Yeah, not another mouth to feed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was, it was 1882. He uh, develops a relationship with a young telegraph boy yeah. who introduced him to I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like cor- I, it's like urolognia, which is drinking piss, and uh, it's like corophagia. I don't know how coroph- to pronounce them because we're terrible. Like, we have Oklahoma mouth. <laughs> I went to Wales. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, which, but that, it's, that's eating. It's feces. yeah, it's the fetish of eating feces and drinking urine sexually. It's for like sexual gratification. Yeah. So yeah. So <laughs> like I don't where 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 does that become cool? <laughs> I mean it. Cause it like didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean it's, it's not like you're watching like a Rihanna video, <laughs> like you're just like taking a shit on somebody. <laughs> I mean she probably has, but. I mean that's, that's <laughs> no. slander, and we can't really, we can't really say that. We'll be pulled off the airwaves. But no, um, I love Riri. Yeah. Uh, I I don't I don't really but um, <laughs> do you boo boo <laughs> no uh if if Kelsey ever tried to pull into that I'd be like no you need to leave <laughs> we have to stop this this, this is this is over <laughs> done but, ten um, years down the drain <laughs> <laughs> the real reason behind Drew Branson's divorce <laughs> no that, that is definitely not the reason another episode maybe <laughs> <laughs> but uh no we um. <clears throat> Another thing that I want to think about is another boy showed him this. Yeah. So, so, so I mean, where, like, did this it, where did he pick it up? This is where I'm like, when did that become cool? Because <laughs> somebody else showed him. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they, uh, 
There wasn't much to eat back then. <laughs> Still. <laughs> they, I got my own sister. <laughs> anyways. Uh, he also. They recycled it before recycling was cool. <laughs> yeah. Go green. Go yellow. Go, and brown. Go brown. No, um, Bring me my brown pants. <laughs> he would, uh. He would also go to like what was it like YMCA's or something like that and like watch boys undress. Like this yeah. was like still at a young age. Yeah. Because um, because he would go and I guess like to swim in the pool at that time you had to be naked, which seems like even. <laughs> when did that become a like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are terrifying times. Um, <laughs> Where nobody can find shorts. <laughs> yeah, but so he uh, he would just say like watch all these naked guys there at the pool like that was his. Thing. You would spark it. I, I, you know, I mean, we might come on, or I might come off as like being against like gay people or whatever. <laughs> but like, I mean, you know what? Do whatever, but do it at home. I mean, if you're gonna like get out and go watch boys swim naked or whatever, what? I mean, I mean like, I mean, hang on. <laughs> no, <laughs> like every achieve, time we try achieve, to <laughs> achieve your sexual fetishes at home, don't become Albert and like just. <laughs> but we're not saying to go watch boys. When we say boys, no, we, mean, no. we mean men. Yeah. <laughs> like if, if you if that's what gets your jollies, do it at home. Don't because if I'm swimming in the pool and this creepy ass thirteen year old is like, <laughs> and they're just like sploosh running down. I mean, like just get out of here. Just you know? like playing in his pockets like he's looking for change. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he doesn't have pockets because we're all naked at this 1800 YMCA. Whatever. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Do it at home. Damn it, Branson with the facts. (laughs) I I, I don't like this guy. Yeah. um, Have I told you that? Yeah, multiple times. Okay. It's going to come back up a lot more. Um, I I love, like, because me and Dustin, we are on, like, really different schedules a lot of the time. And so when he's working overnights and he's getting off, like, in the middle of the night, I'll wake up a lot of times to messages on my phone of like, how do, how about we do this case? Or like, here's some information about the one we're about to do. So I woke up with some Albert Fish info the other day. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, always pretty fun. Now, if, if you're like into like the true crime stuff, um, now the, the guys in the last podcast and left when they started their podcast off, they were like, you know, if you're into true crime, then you've already read the Grace Bud letter. I'm into true crime and I've never... Like, up like, until last week, I didn't know who the hell Albert Fish was anyway. Yeah. But I, the Grace Bud Letter is what was, like, really famous. Yeah. And he, um, I mean, like, I had known about him. He was honestly one of the first, like, true crime things that got me interested because I seen, it was like a thing about cannibalism on the History Channel. Yeah. And so they were talking about him. And then me and my uncle, like, <coughs> looked up and, like, read these letters. So I think it's kind of, he's not, he is, like, well known, but he, it's like, his stuff he did is, like, so, like, just, like, wretched. That it doesn't come up. Not to say that, like, these other serial killers, but it's kind of like, okay, this crazy dude offed a bunch of people. Okay, this guy did terrible, terrible things. Yeah, I mean. Like, he was just lived, like, a depraved life. Yeah, and we're going to read the Grace Bud letter, you know, towards the end of the show. All the other letters that we ha- <laughs> that he has, you can find them online if you'd like to read them. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, for just a simple fact of, like, I'm not giving this guy my notebook space. <laughs> I, I didn't write him down. Um. And I didn't want to say it again. So, um, yeah, because it's 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 the letters are messed up, the actions are messed up. He just overall, yeah. um, what 
we'll kind of get in a little bit of who Albert Fish was. Um, let's see. A psychiatrist <laughs> doing his evaluation said that um, he was what was it like the he called him like a psych like a psychological anomaly. Well, yeah, like he every <laughs> like he said every like sexual perversion or fetish that he knew of this man had. Yeah. So uh, all right, we'll we'll talk about like the all right. You have a visionary killer, and yeah. they said that was that fit him because. God would tell him, uh, specifically, God would, like, tell him to, you know, kill this one or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then a missionary killer, whenever God told him to kill Grace Bud before she was going to grow up to be yeah, harlot. a harlot. Yeah. yeah. That, the missionary killer. Uh, power, he had, the, like, the power control. Yeah. Because of, like, the strangulation that he used. Because every time that he killed, killed somebody, it was through strangulation, wasn't it? Most, mostly, yeah, I think he did. Well, because, like, he would, he would use his little tool bag. Yeah, he had his like, instruments of hell. Yeah. So he called them. But, <clears throat> yeah, it seemed like he would, he normally liked to strangle them, and then he used those for, like, post-mortem. Um, but, yeah, he's... And then the heat, and then heat mystic, that, that's the last one, that's because of the sexual Yeah, because he's just, like, out for his own jollies. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, he, <laughs> he um... He kind of had this deal of like, you know, he he had, he got messed up from the orphanage, but he was I already. I think he was more messed up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was already really off, but that definitely didn't help him. And he got this whole, you know, like his religion thing got wrapped up in his mind, and then he got the uh, he liked the pain. He got pleasure from um, receiving pain and inflicting pain. Yeah. Now, when he was, you know, once he became like kind of an adult. Like, I don't think he was quite an adult, but... Are like, you talking about the, uh, the, the boy? Well, I was going to get to him, because what he wound up doing, like, he moved to New York, I think in his late teens. It was... How old was he when he was in New York? Because... I don't know, I don't know when he moved there, but, uh, the... Tom Keaton, the, the guy that he was, that he, you know... Yeah. Which we're about to talk about, that was in 1910. Okay, well... So he'd, be, he'd probably been living there for a little while. Yeah, because he got arrested in 1900 for grand larceny. Yeah, when he first got to New York, he basically worked as a prostitute. Yeah, and um, he spent time in what was it? It's the, like ro- like Brussels. Brussels. Yeah, yeah, it's like a he would like perform and flagellations. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know he he's gone and done this, but now he he becomes he finds one of his. Uh, other passions in life is to be a house painter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what what's what makes being a child murderer um, be useful to be a house painter is that, you know, you have jobs in other places and you're not in the same place all the time. And you're you can be like, you know, painting schools, painting houses, painting YMCAs. Yeah. So And you get to wear overalls. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing but overalls. Nothing but overalls. <laughs> um, so he does you know, he's kinda of done doing these jobs. Going around molesting kids. Yeah. Now he meets this. However, you say his name, Thomas his name, Kedden. His name's Keaton. Tom Keaton. But now, I don't think that he had molested any any kids before this. I I'm not 100 percent sure. I, honestly, I don't think that he did any. I mean, any molestation is bad. Yeah. But I don't think he had done anything like hardcore as to like this. Okay. And I'll and I'll get uh, yeah. to why in a second. Um, I agree with that. But he 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 was probably doing some stuff. It's like. He was around so long, like he lived for so long free that he had like his escalation 
it's really interesting because when you think about people who went into like berserkers and got caught, it's kind of like you think about that, but this man didn't get caught. And so it's kind of interesting. Yeah. As horrible as it is, it's interesting to see what that turned out in for like going from being like 18 years old up to in his 60s before he got caught. Yeah. Um, because it just got worse and worse. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, he meets, meets this guy. He was like nine, the Thomas, the Tom guy, Keaton guy was like 19. Yeah, he was 19. But he, um, mentally, I don't know that he was. Yeah, he was, you know, 19, 20 years old. Um, he had the mind of a child, basically. And yeah. They said that he would prey on, like, basically, like, either the young, if it was, if they were older, they were either mentally, you know, handicapped, uh-huh. or they were black. Yeah, that because... Was because he thought that whenever he offed him, nobody would miss him, and that pisses me off. But <laughs> yeah. um, is there no. anything about him that doesn't piss you off? Nope. Does that feel the same? Well, way? All right, yeah, okay. The, <laughs> his the, his mustache. <laughs> the one thing that doesn't piss me off about him is that he had six kids, and he, he didn't. He never harmed them. And, you know, back in like the day, you know, twenties, <laughs> whenever the kids were growing up. It was common for your dad to come in from milking cows or whatever and just beat the shit out of you. Yeah. You know, I wasn't there, but <laughs> I've seen movies. Are you a time traveler? <laughs> <laughs> but um, he never harmed him. He, you know, he could have. He could have very easily. He was a weirdo, but yeah. he ne- he didn't molest his kids or really yeah. hurt his kids. So, and he was really good to his daughters. Yeah. Um, which I I have some thoughts on that that we'll get to towards the end when we talk about Grace Bud. Um. Now, Thomas Keaton, real quick, we're, we're gonna jump on that. He uh he met him and he took him back to where Fish took him back to where he was staying for basically like a ten day like sex fest yeah and it was all consensual yeah um after you know the ten you know the festivities were over with after the ten days yeah. he took Keaton to an old farmhouse um began to torture him over a period of two weeks um he eventually ties him up and attempts to cut off like the tip of his penis yeah. with like a old pair of scissors. Yeah. And he starts it and fish later says, I shall never forget his screams or the way, or the look that he gave me, you know, in, in quote, um, so that he intended to kill him, uh, chop up his body, take it home and beat it, but, or eat it. But, yeah. um, he feared that the hot weather would <laughs> draw attention to him. Like, yeah. For whatever reason. He's he's not working with a full bag of marbles. No. <laughs> um, you know, so he stops after the, after Keaton screams. He um, goes and gets like some hydrogen peroxide and like, like some ointment. Yeah. And, and doctor, like some Vaseline. I yeah, think. Like doctors the wound, puts like a little, you know. Like wraps, wraps, wraps it, it up. up. Yeah. Gives him a kiss, puts a $10 bill on the counter and like. Walks off. Yeah, got on the tr- next train out of town. Yeah, so he says, I took the first train I could get back home. Never heard what became of him or tried to find out. <laughs> Which well, I wouldn't try to find out either if I cut off some yeah. penis. Which, and this is why I don't think that, I think <clears throat> this is like the first time he's ever tried anything that, that brutal. Yeah. And the reason is because you see what he eventually does. Mm-hmm. I'm sure those kids were screaming when he was doing the stuff later on. But this guy screaming, like, at this point was enough to kind of, like, make him go, ah, yeah. you know. He so he wasn't used to it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know really how much of non-consensual stuff he had done to this yeah. point. 
Because, um, like, the Tunde Sex Fest was all consensual. Yeah. But when it comes into chopping penises off, he's like, whoa, this ain't for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I like and, that. <laughs> and, and Fish is like, okay, well, you know, maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> Gives him $10. Yeah. <laughs> Which they said in that, back in those days, in 1910, that was. It's like a couple hundred bucks. Like, or yeah, it was like two hundred and thirty something dollars. Yeah, change or whatever. Which is not enough. <laughs> yeah, but um, like we said, you know, he never harmed any of his children. Um, now he would encourage them and their friends <laughs> to um whip to whip him in the what well, I can't remember what they call it in his bosom or it would be his buttocks in his buttocks. Yeah, that's it. Whatever. Yeah, and uh, he talked their, really proper. Yeah, like which I mean, is like weird. He was like. This guy, he probably could have been like a mayor of a town. You know? Yeah. <laughs> a fish town. Right? Yeah. He probably thought he was the mayor of fish town. But um, he would encourage them to whip him with a nail studded paddle. So we're talking about a paddle that has nails sticking out about an inch. Yeah. And he would frequently, he, I mean, he enjoyed the pain of like whipping himself or getting whipped. Yeah. Um, let's see. He would like, I think his son said that. He would, he came home one night and he heard his dad, you know, he he would hear like a thump and like, a, ah! and then yeah. like another thump. And that was because Fish was in his bedroom with his penis in hand, uh, whacking it with this with that nail parted whatever. Yeah. So like <laughs> you're telling me <laughs> that you enjoy that pain so much. I I, I don't like this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No one does. <laughs> Um, which, and this is what I find, you'll find that he, he was doing stuff, I'm sure he was, like, molesting kids a whole bunch while he was, like, doing his painting jobs, yeah. but he was, his first marriage was an arranged marriage, and the lady yeah, was quite a bit younger than him, like, and, but they were married for 20 years, yeah, they had and that's six kids. where and he that, got his six kids. Now, everything was, like, you know, low-key molestation or whatever. Yeah. And then it, it said, you know, about the time that his wife left him for another man. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like when it kind of like yeah, sped up a little bit. That's what I was hinting towards because he, they had like a guy that like rented a room in their house yeah. and she left with him, like well, left the kids and all with yeah, him. Yeah, well, they left and then they came back and he was like, yeah, you can come back, but he can't. And oh, then really? she sneaks him up into the attic and like feeding him food through him. <laughs> and then he catches he catches them again and is like, You can stay, but he can't. Uh-huh. So they both leave. Yeah. And she just leaves the kids with, with Albert Fish. With, with old Albie. <laughs> with ham and eggs. Ham and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but he um Yeah, that's that's rough. And but now, like the because <clears throat> I, I don't really I, you know, times were tough back then. So I mean she probably didn't live to see what he became. Yeah. But like, if she's like sitting in a rocking chair, like in the nursing home, and yeah. well, what is what? That was in like the nineteen twenties. Well, well, he dies in the thirties. Yeah. So like, it was I think nineteen seventeen when she left him. Okay. Yeah. So twenty years. Okay. So she was probably still alive twenty years later. Yeah. Whenever she found out what he did, like, I wonder if the thought was like, I left my kids with that guy. I think. Yeah. You know. Hmm. I honestly. I don't know. I don't think that she probably didn't obviously know. She might not have known about him molesting any children, but with what time, with like the way that times were and the fact that you have six kids with him, like you was, she was with him for 20 years. It was an arranged marriage. She probably just finally had enough of just like his own bullshit around the house. I my daddy just spite me. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like left and like, 
yeah, you left your kids with him, but he hasn't been doing anything to your kids. Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, she probably. I mean, it could have happened. That's where yeah. I'm just like. Man. So I don't know. Like, yeah. I. I don't know. I I wouldn't want to leave my kids with Albert Fish. Well, fuck no. I wouldn't leave my kids with Albert Fish. <laughs> but, uh, like they might come back on a plate. Yeah. But, Here's your daughter. <laughs> but, but, um. Got some cats in there. Oh, man. Like, he just, like, is so dirty. Alright. So, yeah, like we said, 20, she's with him for 20 years. She leaves, she leaves him for another man. Yeah. Um. The kids, I mean, like, they have, they don't have a hard, I mean, times are tough, obviously, but they don't exactly have, like, the hardest of, of a life. Yeah, well, they basically said, like, that he was a good dad, really, because, like, in comparison to other ones, like, mm -hmm. weirdly enough, he wasn't even really hurt them as far as, like, spankings, really. I mean, so <laughs> it's a weird thing of, like, he yeah. wasn't, his kids, his kids were, like, off limits, in yeah. a way. Like, he would... Have them do this weird stuff to him, and I think he had like certain games that had like sexual undertones that were like well, sadomasochistic kind of that things. That kind of came in more towards like his next wife. With like the stepkids and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Um, which I'll try to dive into that in a little bit. But um, one more thing like the self inflicting pain, he would often shove needles into, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what the name of what the name of this part of your it's basically body. the taint yeah your taint whatever <laughs> yeah anyway like in the pelvic region yeah um whenever he had his x-ray done after he'd been caught he had like 27 <laughs> yeah it was like needles. 26 or 27 needles up in like, and he would shove them so far in there that he couldn't get them out and they would just like constantly like cause him pain yeah now after about 15 years of <laughs> dealing with this pain in your pelvic area i would think it'd be like this was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Somebody get these out of me. Nope, he liked it. You think he has logic, Crabtree? Nope. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you think he has the, the mindset of, to think that? I don't like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which, but the, see, the, that's the thing is like the kids talk about like this really ramped up when his wife left. Yeah. Now, I don't know how much of that is the kids themselves just kind of being like, well, our mom left and it just kind of like broke him and he was already kind of well, fragile. Or, if that's really the case, like it was like he just finally couldn't hold his normalcy together anymore. I think they were doing it like the best. They, I think they tried to admit as much of the truth as they could because it came out whenever they were doing the trial that even I think his his favorite daughter, her name was like Gertrude or something like <laughs> yeah. that, some ugly <laughs> early you know twentieth century name. Um, like she was like. They were all defending him, you know, yeah. like being there for him, but she was kind of like the one that did the most. And it was almost obvious, they said, that, you know, he definitely killed Grace Bud, if anything. Yeah. And she's still, like, they're they're standing there by his side. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, I mean, like, that's, it's heartwarming, I guess you'd call it. But Yeah, I mean, well, because they, they weren't trying to be, like, what he did was right or anything, but it was just, yeah. like, they still stood by him, like, yeah. He had done right by them in their minds to, you know, a good enough extent. I mean, your life was probably utter madness growing up, but it, you weren't getting molested or hurt. I think, the, I think the worst thing that ever happened to them was when, like, the boys were playing football with, like, their friends or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and they look up on, like, top of the hill, and he's, like, butt naked. Yelling, I am Christ. Yeah, he just, like, stop, never stops, just keep on saying it. And he used to, like, one of the daughters would, like, come in one night, and he was, like, wrapped up in the carpet, and when she came back down that night, uh, that like, morning, he was still there and, like, unrolled himself, yeah. and he was, like, he said, like, Satan, the apostle, or something made him do it. It was like what he said. 
no, that was no, that was not. Uh, I oh, I got that. It was John the Apostle. Well, yeah, well, one of them he was like Satan when he yeah. called it like Satan the Apostle made him. I don't remember what he had done, but um, yeah, he had like this religious mania going on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, the the main escalation is from nineteen nineteen to nineteen thirty. Yeah. Um, he stabbed an intellectually disabled boy in Georgetown, Washington, D.C. Um, like we said earlier, you know, he pretty much, if they were older, you know, past like probably like the age of 12. Yeah. It was the handicapped people that he got. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, regular boys and girls. But uh, I, I don't know what the exact year is in between, you know, the 19th. I don't know when he develops the cannibalism part. I yeah. would think it would be with... Um, what was the Gaffney boy's first name? Billy. Billy Gaffney. I would think Which, that he well that letter with the Francis McDonald. We know for sure he, in his confession on that one, he says that he did. Was like, that, did that one happen first? I think Billy Gaffney <coughs> happened first. Okay. But Billy Gaffney, I think, is the one where he won't. He like admitted to doing it, but he pulled, pulled it back. Yeah. Actually, you know, yeah, you're. That's the one with the letter. Yeah. Where it is, because that's the one where the mom eventually said she wasn't convinced he had done it. Yeah. Um, and then Francis McDonald, I think he, he got scared off before he could, like, actually cut him up or anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, they he, found him in a tree. Yeah, they try, he tried to. And then, um, they say he, he, he thought that if he was about to kill the kid or about, he, he was about to kill the kid that, you know, an angel would come down and say no. Yeah. But uh, he heard some rustling in the bush and just left him hanging in the tree. Yeah. But yeah, he was, but he did intend to. Yeah. You know. Like, because there was one story where it was like, he got a couple of boys to like come to his apartment. Um, I don't remember how he lured them there, but they were like wrestling on his bed <clears throat> and he like left the room and when they were wrestling on the bed, they like fell off and like his instruments of hell fell from under the mattress and it like scared them off. So they like ran away. And so it was like, I think that was after. I'm not sure where the timeline happened, because I think that that was when well, he was trying to get someone to sacrifice Outlaw yeah. like Grace Bud. You'll, I mean, you'll look, you'll look back and like if on all these cases that happened, you know, back in the day, if they didn't actually get killed, it wasn't documented as well yeah. as like what it would be today. And a lot of this stuff we're pulling from is things that like Albert Fish said himself. Yeah. Now we have cases like when we talk about like the Billy Gaffney. And we talk about Francis McDonald and Grace Bud. Like we know these happened because they well they were killed. I mean that's where it's just like yeah. So we we they are corpses and his stuff matches up on all of them except for the only one we can't be for sure about is Billy Gaffney. But I feel like he did that. <laughs> I, I would judge off of ham and eggs is history. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he probably did. Um, but he, you know, he's he's been going around doing all this stuff like he's escalating. Um. He's getting into the self-mutilation kind of stuff. But yeah. one thing that, like, became, like, his favorite hobby was to find those women in, like, those ads and just send up scene letters. <laughs> yeah, and even, um, like, widows. Yeah. Like, he would just, like, send them just, like, horrible letters. And um, to, the, to the – I mean, I can't say that all of them are this, this bad, but his last letter that he wrote in jail. Yeah. Whenever the – was his lawyer? Lawyer or somebody like that came out to like confront the public that he'd been that he'd been executed. Um, he had the letter in his hand and he said, "I'll never release this of how obscene it is." Yeah. And I mean, I would think that I mean, hell, if this one's obscene, all the other ones are just 
Yeah. They might not be as, but I mean, they're pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but no, that, the reports say that they're very, very yeah. you know, obscene and terrific. And he would send them in like, he would get on try to like if they would send him something back, they would like escalate to. Mm-hmm. So he was like basically the first internet troll. Yeah, but he was just like a letter troll. Yeah, I think that um he had one lady. He said he was gonna give her like thirty five thousand <laughs> yeah. dollars if she would like come and like spank him and yeah you know, torture and, him or whatever. And he would always use like a fake name. <clears throat> yeah, and um he didn't really want to send like a return address. I mean, I think even like eventually. <laughs> Well, because he's smart, man. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, he did send one to one lady he thought that was really into it. I think it was that lady, and she showed up and was kind of yeah, like, well, he's obviously not rich. Because, yeah. um, I mean, $35,000 back then, that's... Oh, God, yeah. That's, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, it's uh, It, it would have been a whole lot. Like, there was, yeah. you know, especially being during the Depression and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, that was the thing about him. Like, he, he had a suit... Like had a pinky ring. Yeah, it's like, but he he was, like his clothes were a little bit small. The only like the really the only thing really 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 good about him was the pinky ring. That was yeah. like in the Grace Bud deal. That's what yeah. kind of set it apart. Was he's got a pinky ring. Yeah. <sighs> so like he could like fake being like oh, fancy, yeah. but like the closer you got to it, like if you saw him from far away, he looked like he was probably really rich. And then when he got closer to him, it was like okay, his clothes are kind of faded. He's kind of dirty. Well, but he's got some kind of means. Yeah, and I, I think that his, I think he was well spoken enough to where he could persuade you to think, okay, yeah, he, you know, it was like maybe like the business, you know, so called. Yeah. Because um, I mean, it, whenever they, whenever they talked to Grace Bud's parents, I mean, well spoken. Um, he seemed like a sweet old man or whatever, you know, how yeah. he was. So I mean, I think it would be a lot. It it was kind of easier for him just to be like, you know. Because a lot of people back then were, I'm not, I'm not gonna say dumb, but like well, literate or yeah, and they were really trusting. So you yeah. like you think this guy shows up and you don't really suspect him of like lying to you yeah. about you know because I don't know if we want to quite start the Grace Bud story quite yet, but that far. But um, he uh, I'm trying to think of the next logical step in telling this story. There's no logic. <laughs> Let's just ramble. Yeah. Now, um, <clears throat> I mean, the, he, the what was what came out shocking to me was, you know, whenever he gets caught, and I think that they have his picture of her. They have like sketches of him. Yeah. Um, because but, they have all these descriptions of the gray man and stuff. Yeah, and like there would be kids, you know, I'm, I remember him from my childhood. Or, yeah. Oh yeah, after he was caught, they would see yeah. pictures and be like, he tried to take me. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we have people now that are just like, oh, my 15 minutes in the spotlight. Yeah, I don't know if it was like about the same back then, but I wouldn't. I I don't think. I just think that like he had a job where he could travel, and we already know he's done these terrible things. It's not hard to believe that he was. Oh yeah. And now Hawaii and Alaska didn't become a state until the fifties. Yeah. So and he because he, he claimed that he had kids in every state, and then me and Crabtree. Crabtree did some fact checking because first he was like, "Well, I doubt it was Alaska." <laughs> like, <laughs> and he was way dead before Alaska or Hawaii I, came into the picture. Because I, I like, I I listen to all this stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is crazy. But I, I forget that this is like in the <laughs> yeah early 1900s, and I'm just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. But it's, it's yeah, pretty... so, I mean, it's it's easy to say. I mean, it'd be easy to believe that he did have kids in every state. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it if it came out. 
I don't 100% believe it. Yeah. But. I mean, I think it's very believable. I think it's every state might be a stretch. Yeah. But then again, he did die when he was like in his 60s. Yeah. So he was running around for, let's say he started stuff around 18. He was running around to like 63, 65. Yeah. So that's a good span of time. But like the thing that got me was, you know, whenever whenever he's eventually caught, you know, he's... He admits to the. I mean, he's caught for the grace, but yeah. I mean, there's no getting around that. But he he goes off on like this, you know, tandem of trying to make himself sound like mentally mentally insane. Yeah. So I think he was trying. I think he could have tried to like amp up his story, you know, to prove that he was insane so he wouldn't get the chair. Um, we'll talk about that later. How that didn't work. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, that's that's why I, I kind of just think that you know he might have stretched a lot of stuff. Yeah. But this guy is probably the craziest guy I've ever read about. So I mean, I'm, 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 I believe him. Yeah, I think he's he probably stretched a lot of stuff, and he had these obscene letters he would send people. But you also have to think like he has these letters about the murders, and they are we have at least in the Grace Bud case, we have things that are accurate enough to it that you're like, I don't think he was lying about anything he did in this. Yeah. Um, but I think. Let's maybe talk a little bit about Billy Gaffney and Francis McDonald because we've been talking about them, yeah. but we haven't really explained yeah. them. Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and dive into that. Um, now Billy Gaffney is the I think it happened first. He went missing. He was like four years old. Um, now there was people who said that they seen, like they believe they saw him with an old man who eventually they said looked like Albert Fish. Um, uh, Francis McDonald was first. He was first. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, with, with Billy Gaffney, he, there's no, he eventually confessed to it, but there wasn't like a letter he had sent out prior or anything. And yeah. like, there's no, I don't know that they ever found a body. Well, no. The, oh, yeah. wait. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 I keep getting confused. The body was never recovered, but. He, yeah, this one he did have his confession. It wasn't like he sent a letter to the family like he did with Grace Bud, but he had a confession he wrote down, and it's very terrible. Yeah. Um, basically, he talks about he took him to a place. So the only corroboration. Yeah, he took him to like a dump yard. The only corroboration is you do have people who said they've seen him kind of like on a trolley kind of thing yeah. with a boy, and they're pretty sure it was them too. Yeah. So he took him out to a place, kind of like tied him up, yeah. and um, left him, came back. Wound up murdering him, and he says that he basically like quartered him. Yeah. And this is, I guess, this would be one of the first cannibalism. His claim of cannibalism that we can find, yeah, is in the timeline would be the first one here. He attempted to with Francis McDonald, but got scared away. Um. So he says basically he like took the meat and stuff, and the remains that were left over, he like dumped it in a bag, like a weighted bag, into a pond or something yeah. there nearby. I brought him to the Ricker. I brought him to the Ricker Avenue dumps. There's a house that stands alone not far from where I took him. I took the G-boy there, stripped him naked, and tied his hands and feet, gagged him with a piece of dirty rag I picked up out of the dump. Then I burned his clothes, threw his shoes in the dump. Then I walked back oh, walked back into the trolley to 59th Street at 2 a.m. and walked home from there. The next day, about 2 p.m., I took the tools, a good heavy set of cat of cat of nine tails. Uh, I guess they were like homemade. Yeah, I it, think it, it just like, says slash homemade. Yeah. Um, short handle. Cut one of my belts in half. Slip these half 
Slit these half in six, strip, six strips about eight inches long. I whipped his bear behind till the blood ran from his legs. I cut off his ears and nose, slit his mouth from ear to ear, gouged out his eyes. He was dead then. I stuck the knife in his belly and held my mouth to his body and drank his blood. I picked up four old potato sacks, gathered them in a pile of stones, then I cut him up. I had a grip with me. I put his, I put his nose, ears, and a few slices of his belly in the grip. Then I cut him through the middle of his body, just below the belly button. Then threw his legs in about, then threw his legs about about two inches below his behind. I put this in my grip with a lot of paper. Oh, for the yeah. But, uh, cut off the head, feet, and arms, hands and legs below the knee. This I put in the sacks, weighted with stone. Tied the ends, threw them into the pools of the slimy water you will see you will see going along the road to the north beach. The water's about three to four foot deep there. They sink at once. I came home with my meat. I had the front of his body I liked the best. His monkey and peewees and a nice little fat behind to roast in the oven and eat. I made stew out of the ears and nose, pieces of his face and belly. I put onions, carrots, turnips, celery, salt, and pepper. It was good. I then split the cheeks of his behind open, cut off his monkey and peewees, and washed them first. But I put strips of bacon on each cheek of his behind and put put it in the oven. I picked four onions, and when the meat had roasted about a quarter of an hour, I poured a pint of water over it for gravy and put in the onions. At frequent intervals, I basted his behind with a wooden spoon so the meat would be nice and juicy. About two hours, in about two hours, it was nice and brown, cooked through. I never ate any roast turkey that tasted half as good as a sweet, fat little behind did. I ate every bit of the meat in about in about four days. His little monkey was as sweet as a nut. His peewees I could not chew. I threw them in the toilet. Like that. I hope you have some whiskey. <laughs> that shit breaks me up. Like right there. Yeah. Of like listening to that because I mean, like I'm I'm reading this and like it's. To me, like I get the I get the feeling that whenever he was saying this, it was like nonchalantly. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And that's where I just uh, man, yeah, I don't like this guy. Yeah. But like that, I mean that's that's hard. That's hard. To, I I've heard that, but yeah. like, I've never had to like read it out loud. <laughs> like that's yeah. And I want to point out because like I don't doubt that that could have happened. I believe I believe he did do it, but eventually, like right before he died, before they put him to death. Um, Billy Gaffney's mom came to talk to him mm-hmm. and like pleaded with him to like tell her what happened and then he like kind of like broke down and was just like want to be left alone and like they kind of she went through the lawyer and like talked back and forth a bit and she, when she left she wasn't convinced that he had killed Billy so I don't know what made her not convinced I don't know like we know more of his story than she does yeah that's why I can be like I believe he did I mean yeah. for, I mean for a mother that doesn't know his all of his background. I mean, she doesn't know the full story. She wants more answers. I I can see. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, at this point, when she saw him, he was already on death row for killing Grace Bud. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. Um. So, but then, because one thing real quick. How would he have? Would would they have came up to him and been like, did you kill a boy named Billy Gaffney? And he was like, oh yes. No. Or did he just say, I killed a boy named Billy Gaffney? After he got picked up for the Grace Bud murders, um, he wound up confessing to the Billy Gaffney, and he might have known their names from the papers, but I don't know that. 
Um, he he also might have just been like, I did this at this time, and then they figured out like who it was because he confesses to them, to the Grace Bud, to the Francis McDonald, the Billy Gaffney. He also confesses to two other murders that they can't figure out who it could have been, so they don't know. And those were stabbing deaths. So and it is a yeah, not yeah. Um, he liked sharp things, but it seems like he liked to use the sharp things after they were dead. So or in himself. Yeah. So. Yes. So. <sighs> We don't know about those two, but these are ones he confessed to, and so they probably, honestly, he probably didn't know the kid's name unless he, like, asked him, but, um, they, uh, so that, you know, that happened actually after the Francis McDonald murder, which that was the one where, and they were able to corroborate this one because he had come to a farm that day and asked a little girl to go help him pick rhubarb, and as they were going to leave, her mom noticed him and like ran him off. Yeah. And then he later came back and was like trying to sleep in their barn. And the father of that family ran him away from there. Now in that same town, he was walking around and there's in, you know, retrospect, there was a bunch of people who were like, yeah, we saw this like weird gray man do emotions with his hands and mumbling. And, um, some of the kids basically say that like, he kind of took off with him. I think with this McDonald boy. Yeah, they said the boogeyman guy. Yeah. And, um, so they took him, so he took him into the woods and he wound up like strangling him with his suspenders. Yeah. Uh, they said like his legs had been cut up pretty bad. Like his hamstring was almost cut in half yeah. or whatever. Entirely stripped of its flesh. Yeah. So, but they found him hanging in a tree after a search party. So yeah. he had gotten scared off from. Yeah. And this is, this is the boy. I mean, this had, this one happened before the Gafty kid. Um, this is the one where. He felt like God was telling him to kill, or you know, if not God was telling him, but that if he, you know, if he was gonna kill a kid, and you know, he was about to go through with it, kind of like the, uh, the Isaac, Isaac Abraham, Abraham and Isaac. And Isaac, that an angel would come down and stop him. Well, you know, he hears he hears the rest the rustling in the bush. I mean, if you know, if that's what he believes that an angel's gonna come down. Well, he heard a rustling in the bush. I mean, why didn't he quit? I mean, I, yeah, you know, that's why didn't why didn't he not kill any other kids? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I mean, he had a thing where I'd read where it was, like, he saw it as the sacrifice was, like, cleansing him of his sins as well. And so it was, like, he would do these things, and then he believed that when he went to do it, if um, God didn't want it to happen, that he would send the angel down to stop him. So in his mind, he was thinking, if I'm not being stopped, then that means that this is what God wants me to do. And... Yeah, <laughs> so that was kind of his, like, warped religious mania that he had going on about it. You know, he he would make it fit. Like, you know, he, he was obviously crazy. Um, Just kind of one of the logics that I have, but if you're confused about what God might want you to do, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you, like, read a Bible? Yeah. I mean, like, that, Albert Fish isn't logical. We, yeah, we've, we've got that one, but. Yeah. Oh, I want this guy. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, he's been going around doing whatever, putting needles in himself. Yeah. Um, another thing he liked to do was like roll up paper, like toilet paper, stick it in between his buttocks. Yes, and, and light it on, on fire. fire. Which yeah. is funny because it's kind of like goes with the horse story. Yeah. Um, but he he sees in the in the newspaper an ad for Edward Bud, eight, like eighteen year old boy, who like is wanting a job and so he goes to see the bud family offering a job and 
you know, Ed, Edward is like, yeah, I want, you know, I'll come, can my, my friend come? And so he was planning on killing Edward. This was also one where he wanted to make a sacrifice. So he went there planning that, and he, like, made arrangements to come back. Well, it was also the Bud Boy and his friend, too. Yeah. Because yeah. he's seen it in the newspaper. when Did he, you say that earlier? Yeah, well, oh, his, <laughs> the Bud Boy was like, I can come if my friend can come. Yeah. And, but he, he goes, um, he, he's like, all right, I'm going to come back in so many days or whatever. And so he comes back a few days later, and that's when he meets Grace Bud. Well, um, before that, he telegraphs him and says, I'll be here this day. And um, then he telegraphs him again saying, oh, no, I can't come this day. I'll come the next day. Kind of like building up like the. Well, he was trying to make, like, the illusion that he was, like, really busy, wasn't that? Yeah. Kind of, like, yeah. don't waste my time kind yeah. of thing. No, now now, you'll ha now you have to come to me. Now you have to do what I want. Yeah. Like and so, but while he's there, he sees Grace. And there was, like, a story of, like, you know, he basically was, like, had her count a bunch of money that he had. He had, like, $90 or something. Back, which, again, back then. I think that, like, I read that that was, like, around $1,000 or something. I mean, if ten bucks was like two hundred dollars, well, that was that, that that was ten years apart. The yeah, inflation rate's three percent, so. But still, it was, it was quite a bit. Quite a bit of money. And so they were well, like, "Well, okay, so it was kind of like a ploy to be like, I have this money. I'm rich. Yeah, I have a pinky ring. <laughs> but um, he winds up for whatever reason that day. He decides to change his intended target to Grace, and so he makes up a deal about he has to go to like his niece's. Uh, birthday party, it would be really uh, fun for Grace to come with him. If you let her come with me, I'll bring her back when I come to pick up the boys later. Yeah. Now, he's giving him a fake name. He doesn't show up and say he's Albert Fish. I had his, it wrote down somewhere. fake name is uh, Frank Howard. Yeah, so they tell him, you know, that. And they're they're kind of like, they let him do it. I don't know. They're reluctant, but they're like, yeah. If they don't want to cost the job is kind of yeah. the feeling we've gotten. Right? Yeah. Um, that's kind of how, how I took it. Too. Um, which, in the last podcast, guys pointed this out there, is like, the messed up thing is, if they had not let her go, he probably would have, he would have still took Edward, so they probably would have lost a kid either way. Yeah. Um, For all of his ploys that he's trying to pull, like, he's going to take one of them, because he's the one who wants them for this reason. Yeah. Um, but they let Grace go, and he winds up, well... I guess, are, are we wanting to do the letter? Uh, yeah. Okay. Because in the letter, he describes what he did. Well, let's, Brett, let's talk about what happened first. Because we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll, lead, we'll lead up to it a little bit. But he takes her. They take a train or trolley, however you want to call it, to yeah. this. Uh, it was like an old farm. I don't know if it was like an old farmhouse. It was a house kind of like out in the country, which yeah. a lot of houses were out in the country back then. Um, now he says that this is his sister's house mm -hmm. and that he has to go get something for the party or something along those lines. And he tells her to stay outside. He goes up there. He sets out his, I think he sets out like his weapons. What's it called? His, um, instruments of hell. Instruments of hell. Strips down naked and then yells out the window for her to come on up. And at that point she comes up and he grabs her, uh, proceeds to, you know, wrestle her down or, you know, however, and she says, I'm going to tell him mommy, and he, uh, he, you know, ends her life right there. Yeah. Um, he had, I think it was, um, like a paint can laid out, 
to catch as much blood. Um, mm. Said that he, I think he tried to drink it too, but it was too much. He, yeah. Even for Albert Fish. Yeah. Uh, you want to read the, want to read the letter? <laughs> yeah, I can. I, I wanted to point something out though, yeah. because the letter is actually instrumental in his being caught. Yeah. Now there is a guy, the lead investigator. I think his name is William, uh, William King. King. Yeah. And now when Grace Bud goes missing, and they do this, it becomes a big deal. But they have no real leads at the time. And he's been in charge of this. He is like, you know, the textbook, like, grizzled investigator on it. Now, I wish that I could say he was caught shortly after, but it took six years before Albert Fish was caught for this. So he has another six years of running around. Yeah, and that, that, nobody really knows on what he did in those six years either. I mean, it's just, it comes down to, you know, how many more kids went missing. He he probably, he got, he probably got away doing a whole bunch of stuff to other kids. I mean, he ended up, you know, getting caught, but I mean, there's no telling what he did in those six years. Yeah. And that's what, that's the, that's the sad part about it, but this is 1930-ish, somewhere. Uh, there. she died, this happened, yeah. 28. It's 20, yeah, 1920-something. Um, so, but he, uh, you know, there, it's become a big deal, and like, there's always, it's like, they'll come up with a news report where they're basically like, this could be the key to Grace Bud, where it's just like to sell newspapers. Yeah. Well, if something like that comes out and he sees it and it gives him, they release the address of the family for whatever reason in one of these articles, and he uses that address to write them this Grace infamous Bud letter. letter. Well, now, this is six years later. This is Yeah, this is six years down the road when yeah. he writes this letter. Um, would you like me to read this terrible thing? Yep. All right. You can see that small print. <laughs> yeah, but for the most part. <laughs> um, let's see. He writes, My dear Mrs. Bud. In 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma, Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco for Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At that time, there was famine in China. Meat of any kind was from $1 to $3 a pound. So great was the suffering among the very poor that all children under 12 were sold for food in order to keep others from starving. A boy, or go- a boy or girl under 14 was not safe in the street. You could go in any shop and ask for steak, chops, or stew meat. Part of the naked body of a boy or girl would be brought out and just what you want to cut from it. A boy or girl's behind, which is the sweetest part of the body, and sold as, real- as veal cutlet brought the highest price. John stayed there so long he acquired a taste for human flesh. On his return to New York, he stole two boys, one seven, one eleven took them to his home, stripped them naked, tied them in a closet, then burned everything they had on. Several times every day and night, he spanked them, tortured them, to make their meat good and tender. First, he killed the 11-year-old boy, because he had the fattest ass, and of course the most meat on it. Every part of his body was cooked and eaten, except the head, bones, and guts. He was roasted in the oven, all of his ass, boiled, broiled, fried, and stewed. The little boy was next, went the same way. At that time, I was living at 409 East 100 Street, near rear right side. He told me so often how good human flesh was, I made up my mind to taste it. On Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street. You brought pot cheese, strawberries. We had, or brought you pot cheese and strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat on my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her. On the pretense of taking her to a party, you said yes, she could go. 
I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs and stripped all my clothes off. I knew if I did not, I would get her blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in a closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run down the stairs. I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mama. First I stripped her naked. Now she did kick, bite and scratch. I choked her to death, then cut her in small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her, though. I could have, had I wished. She died a virgin. Now, this was sent to her mother, and her mother was illiterate. Yeah, so, so the brother had to read it. Yeah, the brother who was had put the ad in the paper had to read it to the family. Now, that's that right there is terrible. And I hate that I even had to read that out loud. Yeah, that's yeah. It's it. It's one thing to read it, but like once you say it out loud, it's just like my goodness. Yeah. Now, this letter is terrible, and what he like the family having to read it was terrible. But this was this, circumstantial. This is what led to him being caught. Without this, he probably wouldn't have been caught for uh, this. Um, because what happened is it was like a stamp. It was like the envelope he sent it had a logo on it. Now, William F. King, the head investigator, tracked down where that logo was from, was able to find the landlady to this place that owned the room he was renting. The, the emblem on the envelope was from the house. I mean, yeah. yeah. And so um, he found out that, like, Albert's son had come by and paid her and said, like, he'll be back in a few days. So they waited for him when he showed back up. And so William F. King himself, like, approached him. And I guess he tried to take him in, and he acted like he was going to go peacefully, and then he pulled, Albert Fish pulled out a razor blade. So William F. King, like... From his taint? Yeah, he, like, tackled him, and I guess, like, as he, like, wrestled him to the ground, he was like, I got you now! Yeah, like, just like, that's all he said. Because, like, he'd spent six years tracking him, and had actually, like, busted some other, like, weird cons yeah, in the I, process. Like, people who would, like sort of fit like the Albert Fish MO. I mean he took them down the way. So I mean yeah. it was like he was he wasn't just wasting his time looking for this one guy. I mean Yeah, he, he was a bit of a super bunch. cop. Yeah. In a way. Um Cheers to you, buddy. Yeah. And so, you know, he brought him in and that's when you know, that's when he confessed to all these like they didn't really have to like grill him to confess to him. Um and like when they had talked to like his son, um he would say something about like Grace Bud is the name Albert Fish used to like scream in his sleep. That like I I listened to that and yeah. I was like, you knew like how you would have known that she that it's in the papers, it's yeah. in, you know, on the radio. Why didn't you say something? <laughs> yeah, you know. But it seemed like it really did mess him up that he you know that he killed because this was the first girl that he killed. Yeah, and I will like I don't want to piggyback so much on last podcast. I love that show. And but after hearing it and using my own thing, I think the same thing that Marcus Parks put forward about it, and that is that he he probably doesn't even know why he decided to like pick a girl at that time, and it really messed him up afterwards that he did that to a girl yeah. because he had this weird thing of like he you know he was like really good to his daughters, yeah. and so I think that that like really led to messing him up about it. Like that's the one that that's like the yeah, one that I mean, bothered him, the, yeah. you know. Like I don't think those other ones really bothered him, yeah, but something sense. about that really did, yeah. you know. Because I think part of that is because he can't even really fit it into like sacrificing the son kind of thing because it wasn't a boy. 
Yeah. You know, I think that is part of what, if anything, ate at him, it was that one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they wind up having them, like, psychologically analyzed. Well, now, what what's funny is, I think it was whenever, when it, in, like, 1900, whenever he got arrested for the grand larceny, uh-huh. whenever they went through his room, they found, like, uh, like a carrot in, yeah. in his, uh, yeah. uh, hush doggies. No, they found a carrot and like a hot dog yeah. in his clothes drawer. And uh, they asked him, well, what do you have these in here for? And he said, so I can shove them up my ass. Yeah. I mean, then he, he gets evaluated there, like after he's taken to jail for that. Yeah. And they, they say he's disturbed, but he's not insane. He, I mean, he's had stints in like jails and he's had stints in mental hospitals. Yeah. But they, like you said, they would always find him like, not right, but not a danger. Yeah. It was kind of what they would say, which he was definitely a danger. Yeah. Now the psychiatrist, I mean, at the psychiatrist that said, you know, he's got every, or he's practiced every sexual per- perversion that you know ever. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, uh, what was it? Mishy's, you know, he's got the visionary, uh, visionary, 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 missionary. missionary. Yeah. yeah. That same psychiatrist, I mean, he comes out and says that guy's absolutely insane. I mean, yeah. Which, after you hear of, like, the cannibalism and the yeah. needles and all Because it wasn't, I don't think, it didn't come out to anybody else besides his family that he had the needles in his, in his pelvic region until he was like, oh, yeah, these needles are kind of giving me some pain <laughs> yeah. after 37 years of being in there. Yeah, because they did the x-ray on him. And, yeah. like, there's, I think his lawyer kind of helped, like, he was doing all this crazy stuff. I don't think he necessarily even thought to be like, well, can we use this? I think the lawyer would, like, talk to him and just be like, I want to know what you did. Like, just tell me things about you. And, like, as so he would find out, he'd be like, okay, this is, we can work with this to get you an insane plea. Um, because the thing about the insanity, they were trying to keep him, his plan was to get off the death, not get yeah. the death penalty yeah. um, by being found insane. Which, they kind of had this, I've read some things where people try to say they don't know if they believe so much about his cannibalism because they felt like a lot of that stuff he said trying to get the insanity plea, but that's not really true because he wrote that Grace Bud letter before he went to prison. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, it's, we have these murders that happened. Yeah, I mean, to be completely honest with you, I mean, I'm, I'm really glad that uh, he didn't get the insanity plea. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm glad they fired his ass, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's like a, the time, like the timelines going back and forth and stuff. I mean, it's if you if you really want to like wrap your head around all that stuff, it's a trip. It really is. I mean, just, yeah. And it's it's kind of one, one thing I wanted to point out. You can, if you if you get up on Wikipedia, you can look up the uh, you know Albert Fish Wikipedia whatever. Uh-huh. If you scroll down and you look at all that stuff, they actually have a picture of like an X-ray. Yeah. That has like the needles in his pelvic you know area. And what, cause like, I thought it could have been you know, complete bullcrap at first. I mean, which now that I know what I know now, I don't put anything past yeah. him. But once I saw the x-rays, I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Like it was just like more like concrete, I guess, you know, seeing the x-rays. But I mean, it, it's not a case that I'll ever want to do ever talk about again. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just wrap it up with the, he was, you know, he was found insane or not found insane. He was found guilty and sane. You know, they had a few things that they tried to point out, like, to prove, you know, like, they would talk about him trying to clean up the, the scenes and how he would, like, hide the yeah. meat and, you know, 
Like, it wasn't like he was running around without any disregard of being caught. Yeah. Like, walking around with, like, blood all over him. Like, oh, yeah, it's just blood. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, he definitely wasn't right. Because, I mean, like, uh, I think it, it was Grace Bud that he, I believe he cut the head off and tried to, like, put as much of the blood into, like, that paint can. Yeah. And then he tried to drink it, but it was too much. So, he, like, he poured it out or something. Yeah. Like that. I mean, like, he did a good job on cleaning up a lot of the stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, he hit the... You know, he sunk the, that, the yeah. body parts in the river. I mean, he made a good enough attempt to clean it all up. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. And, I mean, like, those people, like, the police investigators, we didn't really bring it up, but after he was arrested, um, they went and checked out that house, and they were able to corroborate a lot of things on that yeah. side, too. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, sorry if you hear my dogs growling at each other. <laughs> but, um, you know, he had, like, a quote. I don't have the exact quotes of it, but it was, like, when he found out he was going to be killed with the electric chair, he was just like, it'll be the ultimate thrill to die by the electric chair. No, 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 no. It was uh, it'll be the ultimate thrill to go out on Old Sparky or something. Yeah, yeah. Along those lines, it was Old Sparky. And then he just kind of like pauses and he's like, but they got it wrong. I really am insane. Yeah. Like, he's like, he, what was his last words? I'm not even supposed to be here. He, yeah, he was like, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, <laughs> he helped him put like the electrodes on his body. Gosh. And then... He was just like, I don't even know why I'm here. Now, one thing I want to say about the execution, it said that um, the since the metal in his body, like the nails, <laughs> those, and, those the needles, nails in yeah. his pelvic area, it said that it short circuited the, uh, you know, the chairs. The chair, they had to do it. They had to do it a couple times. That that's actually false. Yeah. Um, there's a book by I think his name is. Uh, I almost said Colm Killer. <laughs> is it the Harold Schechter Hell, book? Yeah. Depraved. Yeah. Yeah, that, that book. If you want to get like the cold hard facts, all of the letters without my stuttering about myself. <laughs> yeah, um, like or my stuttering. That I mean, that book gives probably the most factual evidence that you know out of all like the Wikipedia because I think the Wikipedia page. It probably comes from a lot of that. Had uh, like where it short circuited the and that you know and that's false. But um, I I read one article that was like. Yeah, it, sh- it short-circuited, you know, yeah. I'm just like, no, it didn't. It was, it's like a legend that, like, is stuck for a long yeah, time, I mean, but, yeah, it, it went off like yeah. normal. But if that's ever a trivia question in your little uh, Cards Against Humanity game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this is Albert Fish. I'm so glad we're done with this one. Yeah. We, uh, if, I, if, I, if I ever ask you again to put some crazy, psychotic, cannibalism motherfucker in here again, just say... No, Crabtree. <laughs> I know about this, man. <laughs> but what about the ratings? <laughs> well. If we got to lose fans of how terrible this case was. Uh, we might, because uh, this, this one. I had to read about him eating a little girl. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I was doing my research last night, and I was, like, getting creeped out. Yeah. I was like, man, this is so, just, ugh, it's just so creepy. It's pretty bad. Pretty rough. Yeah. Um. All right, well, we'll be back in a little bit with the, uh... With the old hat trick. Yep. All right, back with the hat trick, the drawing. Yep. Drew, it's your turn this week. It's my turn to see what be next, and we just filled the hat up with a whole bunch of stuff. My goodness, we've got so many in here. Now, um, real quick, there is... There's two top... There's two choices in here that are kind of connected to one another. So if we draw one of them out... I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna try to dig in and find the other one real quick. Mm-hmm. And I'll put both of them out. Now if it's the second one, we'll do that. If we draw like the second one, 
So then we'll do the first one first, and then automatically do the second one after that. Okay. Uh, that way, because I'd like to do those together, because they tie in. Yeah. Um, but anyway, with that being said, go at it, Drew. Yeah. This is Charles Edmund Cullen, the Angel of Death. Okay, that one's fun. Which I haven't, I actually don't know nothing about him, and I know you brought him up to throw in there, so I'm interested to see what this guy did. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dig too much into it, but um, he kind, he he worked in like the nursing homes uh-huh. and felt that he was doing a good deed. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, was it? Actually, I might know what. We'll leave it at that. that. All right. Um, but until. Till next time, farewell. Bye. We hope that uh, you didn't drink yourself too much to sleep with Albert Fish. Yeah. Um, by the way, we're not held responsible for any psychiatric help that you might need after that one. <laughs> I know I need a psychiatrist. Yeah, and I already <laughs> go to therapy, so, I mean, you know. A psychiatrist or a bottle of Jack. You want to know something funny? Right. I actually, last time I went to, like, a counseling thing, I was, <laughs> it was like... Yeah, just deal with it. Um, I was, <laughs> I was, I was talking to the lady, and I was just like, "Yeah, we're, you know, the show's doing good." And she was like, "It's really impressive that like y'all said something, like had this idea, and kind of just started doing it, and it's kind of taking off." And then I was like, "Yeah, I mean, we're talking about maybe doing like Albert Fish sometime." And then she didn't know who it was, and she kind of, <laughs> she kind of likes like serial killer type stuff, and she yeah. was like, "What did he do?" And I was like, "Well, he ate children." And then she was like, that sounds kind of hardcore. Maybe you shouldn't do that one. I see why you're here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then I wound up, uh, we wound up doing that one next. <laughs> so it's, it's, anyways, I thought it was funny. Yeah. But uh, I'm not crazy. I just, I was going for grief counseling. So. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll uh, see y'all next time. Thank you. <laughs> I'll see you next time if I'm not in the sanitarium. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways. Uh, good night. Thank you all for listening. And uh, see you all next time. Yep. Don't litter. <laughs>